no man or person, given that it's 2021, is an island. No man is an island is the original idiom. It's from 1624, back when they said no man, meaning person or human being, is an island. This was actually part of a sermon by an English author named John Don or Donne. It's probably Donne. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. <clears throat> but he was comparing people to countries in the sermon and talking about the importance and the connectedness between people, human Beings don't do well when they're isolated. If you were on a deserted island all by yourself, chances are you wouldn't survive very long. Well, you might survive like uh, in, what was that movie with, uh, anyway, you might survive and talk to a basketball, but chances are you wouldn't uh, fare very well because we need other people. It's why they put prisoners that are dangerous in isolation. They keep them separate from other people. And I think that um, keeps other people out of harm's way, but it also it has a tendency to make people lose their mind and go crazy. Uh, <clears throat> we need other people. We've talked about, this is about the 14th proverb I think we've talked about today. I'm not sure exactly. But in that discussion, we've talked about two heads are better than one. Birds of a feather flock together. No man is an island. Things like that all speak to the necessity of connecting with other people and being involved with other people. So how do we make this work, especially when we're supersizing and growing a business? Why is it important to involve other people in that process? Well, it seems self-evident to me, but not to a lot of people. We need other people. Other people serve as our partners, as our suppliers, as our vendors, as our mentors, as our role models, as our customers, of course. If we don't have customers, we really don't have a business. Um, so the purpose of this idiom is to remind us that we don't survive in a vacuum. We don't, as human beings, live and survive in a vacuum. We need oxygen, right? A vacuum is lack of oxygen. We need other people almost as much as we need oxygen in order to move forward in our lives and create what it is that we want to create in the world. Uh, so we want to find people we want to find our people, the people that we're here to serve, the people that we get along with, the people that we can relate to and the people that can relate to us, the people whose problems we can solve and help out with whatever it is that in, in whatever way we serve them. Um, we want to share what we stand for in order to find and attract the people that we want to work with and repel the people we don't want to work with. To work with. And I say that in a way, meaning there's certain types of customers that our products and services are perfect for. And there are certain types of customers that, and I'm not saying to be prejudiced or to separate people, but to attract the people that are going to benefit the most and find the people that are going to benefit the most from what it is that you do. Your unique gifts aren't here for everyone on the planet. They're here for a specific segment of the population or a specific group of people. We want to find ways to attract those people and then just have the other people not even really notice us or repel them. How do we do that? Well, we share what we stand for. We share what's important to us. We share our values. We share our stories. We share the stories of other people that we've helped, our, the testimonies and the experiences and the success stories and the case studies of other people that we have worked with and served. Why? Because that attracts other people and it gets the attention of other people like them. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have had customers in different businesses in the past that weren't a good fit for me and for our organization. Uh, we had one customer in particular, I was in the Italian food manufacturing business for 37 years or so. And we had one customer that represented a huge part of our business in terms of gross sales. But they also, over time, started to represent 
like 90% of our resources in terms of human energy, uh, having to do special things for them, attention. And then um, as far as payment, they, they didn't pay. They, they, they wouldn't honor our, our, our pricing structure. When we did a price increase after three years, they, they just said no, and they didn't pay it. They paid the old pricing for a year which cost us time and energy and frustration. And it was to the point where they were paying less for our products than it took to just to, to buy the ingredients to manufacture them. That didn't include labor or overhead or anything. It was, it was ridiculous. And the customer, although we, we felt like we had to keep them and we had to do everything we could to keep them at about the one year point, I couldn't do it anymore. I saw what it was doing to me and stressing me out as well as all of the people in different aspects of the organization were being negatively impacted by this customer. And we had to make the decision to let that customer go. And probably one of the hardest decisions I made in my life, but also one of the best because we replaced that one customer that was taking up so many of our, so much of our energy, so many of our resources with, a few other customers that were perfect for us. They, they loved and appreciated our products and services. They loved and they treated our people and my people and me right and fairly in the way we wanted to be treated. And it, it changed everything and the whole dynamic of the organization and the whole culture of the organization went back to what we had always wanted it to be without the stress and the, and the drama of just one customer that was causing the vast majority of the negative impact on our, our business, on my business. So we want to make sure that we're attracting the right people and the right customers for us and letting go of the people that, that we're not right for. And we don't, we didn't just let go of them. We found other, other suppliers for them and left the relationship on relatively good terms, but it ended up being much better for us. And I suspect it was probably better for them as well. Uh, so how else can we apply this no man is an island to our, to growing our business? We want to tr always, I've said this, I've been beating this horse for, I don't even know how long now, but especially last year and into 2021 as well. I suspect I'll be talking about it all year long. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Share your expectations. People need to know what to expect from you, but also expect to expect what you want. Expect in a positive way. Don't expect in a negative way. Because guess what? We get what we expect. Now, this is a, a controversial statement, but we absolutely positively get what we expect. It works in positive ways and it works in negative ways. It works in our personal life. It works in our business life. So always expect the best and always expect what you want. Now, what you want might not come exactly when you want it or how you want it or from who you want it, but what you want will appear if you're open to the possibility of it appearing. But if you're, you know, always pushing against it and saying, oh, that's never going to happen. We don't want to do this. This isn't us. Guess what? It never will happen. And the, the last point on no man is an island is ask for help and accept help when it's given. Some of us have a lot of trouble asking for help and then accepting it when it's given. And when we reject help when it's given and offered, we're actually pushing back and negatively impacting the person that we say no to because they want to help and provide service because it, it helps them and makes them feel good and helps them grow. So it's like accepting a compliment. Always just say thank you and appreciate the compliment, appreciate the help, uh, but don't be afraid to ask for help because none of us are going to achieve what we want to achieve on our own because no man is an island. No person is an island. We are interconnected and <clears throat> whether you believe it or not, it's more of a spiritual belief. Uh, what, 
do unto others as you would have them do unto you because we are all connected. Tons of research on that. You can research it and find out and figure out your own sense of belief and, and purpose with that. But I, for one, will say we're definitely all connected. So I'm not going to hurt someone else because I'm inadvertently hurting myself as well. All right. Have an awesome day. I'd love to know your experience with this particular idiom. Share in the comments below. And I'll, of course, be with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom. Proverbs for probably 100 or so days. <clears throat> and uh, what they mean, where they come from, and how you might use them to grow your business right now. Take care.